Warning, the following episode contains themes of infidelity, sex work, and domestic violence. Listener discretion advised. You rolling with us. Welcome back to the Boondocks Podcast. This episode, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 2, one of the most legendary episodes of this show, Tom, Sarah, and Usher. Uh, Quick synopsis, after a chance meeting with Usher at a restaurant puts a strain on Tom and Sarah's marriage, Tom turns to a pimp named Slickback to help rescue his relationship. (laughs) But before we get into it, let's get into it, y'all. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. I, like, you just, you described that perfectly. Um, I would have maybe sang a little, when you said Sarah, I maybe would have been like, Sarah, smile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite, favorite episodes. But, so ladies, how were you this weekend? How's life? Everything good? Uh, you know. Teaching online sucks. My governor is forcing me back, but I have my first vaccine. So that, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. So you guys will be surprised. I'm getting mine on Sunday. Oh, shit. Good. I'm yeah, proud hubby, of you. Uh, the school we worked at, they're doing it for all employees and their families. Um, but then nice. I just found out because I'm a cannabis oh. entrepreneur, I was actually in the first wave. Like I, I could have, yeah, yeah, really. Oh, because essential. I guess it was because essential. Uh, they that yeah they designated weed shops to be essential in in a lot of states that had mm-hmm. legalized weed. That is, I didn't even think about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, so oh, I'm gonna do it. If I turn into a zombie, you guys can take me. Hey, <laughs> I I haven't yet. I mean, to to be. Do you know which one you're getting? Um, the Pfizer. Mm. Pfizer. Okay, so. I had what was considered a very mild reaction in that about 24 hours later, I fell asleep and I could not make myself wake up fully for a good 24 hours. Like tried to work and was like dozing off as I was struggling to, but that's apparently a a pretty common one. So make sure you're not planning anything for the day after. Oh, okay. Well, my birthday's Tuesday, but I guess I cannot celebrate Monday. Um, you could you can totally oh. still celebrate. Just don't like drive a car. No, I feel like you know, you're well enough to know. I am totally going to celebrate. Uh, um, didn't get right. to celebrate last year, and you know, I I forced myself to drink water these past few days. So at least I I did that. Um, yeah, <laughs> smart. I I'm terrible at that. Yeah. Coca Cola gives me all of the water that I need. Yeah, I was a I know, Baca this I know. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. But I, I, this episode, do you, you guys have heard of, well, I know because Lindsay said it before, simps. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Tom mm-hmm. should have had a big ass shirt t-shirt on that said that the entire episode. Um, very Aww. much so. Well, I don't know. I okay. So if, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get into let's this. Get We're going to get into this. Okay. So at the very beginning of the episode, the first thing right off the bat I noticed when I wasn't even trying to pay attention yet was how bored mm-hmm. she looked sitting mm-hmm. at that dinner table mm-hmm. with him. And I'm like, oh, they're telling mm-hmm. us right there that she's already pissed off. She's already bored out of her mind. She is like, she is not in a really great space for him to then have the biggest, probably, um, uh, ego crisis mm-hmm. of his mm-hmm. life. Very much so. <laughs> Crying and shit. And you know, it's funny because all in all the past years that I've watched it and, and all the other times, I didn't notice that either. I noticed it this time. I noticed that, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, we have such a great time together. And she looks miserable during that little montage, you know, that they have. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't Usher, it might have been somebody else. <laughs> so, I thought she was wrong, yeah. though. I mean, I'm not oh, yeah. Team Sarah on this. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, she was I'm, She was, yes. She was. was simping. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think she was. I, I think they both were... Um, uh, <laughs> The two of them suck at having communication mm-hmm. with each other so they know what's going on. Um, that's a big mm-hmm. one for me because that's a big one for me in real life. Um, and, you know, it's just like, it's like Tom, every time we see Tom on the screen, he's, he's nicening what's mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. you know, like he, like, Kind of that there. There's a part later that because I, I want to go through the mm. breakdown of the episode a little bit more. But um, there's a part later where he's like, "Oh, sh- we don't need to do that now." And like that's that's his whole personality. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that. We don't have to think about that. Just let's let's be nice. Let's be fun. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We look beautiful. We're a great looking family. I think everything's great. I'm you know, in this nice professional job and everyone respects me and I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter and that's probably the extent of the yeah. introspection that I mean, he it definitely has. is saying something once more, like how we said, it, you know, a couple episodes ago, we, you know, we, as we go in further and further, they start to develop the other char- the characters more and more. It's very obvious mm-hmm. that he wants to be the farthest thing away from being considered a regular black man. He knows that he is, Yep. but he wants to be, you know, he wants to be separated from that. So this just kind of shows you, and it definitely goes into the whole topic of do black men get white women just completely as a trophy to, you know, to make themselves feel better or, you know, to, um, to put a bandaid on, you know, their emotional um, and self-esteem problems. And that's, you know, that's kind of, not kind of, that's what I picked up on in this episode very much was like, oh shit. Like, I think she's getting tired. There was a lot yeah. of little stuff. I think yeah. she's getting tired of, okay, I'm not your trophy anymore. Like this has to be more. Um, yeah. Like she, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. I like how you said it that way. Like she's bored of their life and she doesn't, she didn't, it didn't turn out the mm-hmm. way that she expected. Um, uh, like, did she... You know, there's the possibility maybe that she was expecting um, a more mm-hmm. stereotypically black mm-hmm. husband. And so, like, the chance to, like, flirt with Usher was, like, just a little too much, which 
by the way, Usher is the exact same age as me. Like, he's a couple months older than me. And now I'm looking back going, okay, there was a part where Riley was like, yeah. you like my age. And I'm like, fuck yeah. you, kid. <laughs> I was like 26 when this came out. <laughs> Riley killed it this episode. I mean, just <laughs> dropping bombs after bombs. Like, it's so funny. But his whole idea and outlook on it also let you know that from the eyes of an innocent child, telling you kind of what's going on, like the dynamic of your relationship. So it, uh, yeah, very, right? very interesting. But I'm, I'm with you, Lindsay. I, I think Before she we, yeah. fucked up. I think she, this is where I had a problem with it. Don't have Jasmine thinking that Usher's her dad. And they're just telling her dad to live across the street. Oh, we are not yeah, even yeah. yet. <laughs> like, there's definitely certain things that, that she did hilarious. that it's like, girl, I mean, if you were with a real, real, like, you know, let's just say very, uh, you know, resolute black man. Yeah, yeah, you might have some problems. You might come home and he, you know, got somebody else in there, tit for tat. You know, so you never, you, you never want to play that game too much. But um, very interesting. Like I said, watching this before in college and stuff. And, you know, I think we were just lit and drinking and it was funny. And we really didn't pay any attention well, to it. So, yeah. I mean, so just like literally just that opening scene, I, I, I probably would have done the same thing if um, mm -hmm. a celebrity that I liked uh, came over to talk to me and sing to me. And if I was bored in my relationship and that happened right there, I probably would, you know, at that age anyway, we're talking about like mm. the first time I'm picturing myself in that situation at the age I was because Usher, mm -hmm. same age. Uh, <laughs> I... Like, I never really liked his music, but I totally understand the fandom. It was, you know, the same shit that we, we see over and over again, depending on how uh, our um, our entertainment choices uh, present yeah, them to us. it's a cycle. And Usher yeah. was, yeah, Usher was always the boyfriend or, you know, the, the, um, the sad lover or, you know, so he was like everybody's dreamboat or something like that was how the, yeah. the media was when trying we to was younger, him for i think it was like there. oh a michael jackson but different you know um very yeah. super talented yeah. i mean usher can dance his ass off and you can't um, well which is funny that uh tom oh. in the episode was like not the only one who could dance like michael jackson <laughs> in his pink freaking furry <laughs> ass slippers um <laughs> yeah i it's funny that they chose usher i mean i'm like i was trying to think i was like oh he was really big at that time this was you know, after he cheated on Chili and you don't have to call and, and yeah, oh, yeah. And, I forgot about you know, that. Little John, that whole Little John era, that's all that you heard, you know, was Usher. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think back and I was like, who else could they have put in there? And then I was like, that, that was pretty much it. Like there was no other well, R&B rap, they, you know, kind of singer like that by that time. They they also referenced Usher earlier uh, in season one in uh, when Reverend Ruckus was preaching, um, he was like naming off the 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 mm -hmm. n words that you that everybody doesn't like, and and you know, Tom was like, yeah, I I don't mm -hmm. like Usher, <laughs> like he like named named it before, so like uh -huh. we already knew that Tom had this predisposition to dislike Usher, and now his wife is fawning yeah. all over her. I mean, come on. Every marriage should have a 3D masculinity. Vibe Every couple <laughs> should have a 3D vibe. Like, it's, you know, it just... It, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I have mine, but 
I have two of them on there. I shouldn't have on there anymore because if you do meet them or talk to them, you're supposed to take them off the list. Um, but I don't play that. I, I make my own rules up. So <laughs> I, you know, what was funny is that, um, and it definitely, the, the first scene kind of going back to that is it played an unhappy wife very well. Like when she, he started singing, she was embarrassed. You know, she's like, oh my God, stop mm-hmm. it. Where, you know, when at the beginning of their relationship, she probably loved that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, right, right. But how many times did he do that thinking he was being cute and spontaneous mm-hmm. every single time? Like how many times did it take before she was like, don't do this again. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. doing and it. she did. Because if she did, she didn't protest, I don't think, strongly and forcefully enough, you know? which I think is also an underlying message that they are putting through. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there's that communication piece again. She's not, he has no idea that she's bored out of her mind. He has no idea that she's annoyed yeah. by things. Like you have, like, I, I'm anybody out there who has shared any space for the last year with a, a romantic or otherwise partnership, you know that it takes communication mm-hmm. to actually like survive mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So, like, how anytime I, in in real life, anytime I see a relationship where there's an obvious communication break, it's like, how long are you two yes. going to be together yeah. from this point? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I've been, Lindsay, I want to ask you, because I think the obvious is, you know, obviously different ethnicities. So there are different ways of communication. Um, you know, I mean, not for you, Lindsay, because, you know, you're not, you're not the, the cockazoid in um, the relationship. Um, but you know, it's always said that white women are much more, you know, complacent and quiet and they don't, you know, voice their opinions and they just kind of go with the flow. So that's, that was my mom's generation for sure. And I know she listens to this. She didn't say a word until I was old enough to start saying it for her. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, I'm not saying it happened to your mom or anything, but that was the era when, you know, dads had families all over mm -hmm. the side of town. You know what I'm saying? Like he had three other families. Uh, um, yeah. Well. But, you know, Lindsay, for you and, and your husband, do you find that there is a, you know, difference? I mean, he comes from, you know, a whole, a whole other area. Um, <laughs> did you find that there was a breakdown or like a, you know, just a, a miscommunication or, you know, a lack thereof because of, you know, ethnicity or beliefs or how you grew up? Oh, absolutely. Um, but we squashed it pretty much after we moved in. I like he's Italian. They bust balls. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. I am a black woman. You are a white man. Do not ever bust my balls. I was gonna say and he lost that real quick. That's why it was squashed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we got we got into it like bad. We call it the crepe depression. Over eating a crepe one day, I don't remember what the fuck he said, but yo, I straight up checked him and left. And I went to my mom's house, and she was like, mm, "You moved in with him, so you go right back over there and fix that shit," which was very mature of her. And wow. we did. We squashed okay. it. That was definitely the make or break point in our relationship. And he, when I told him, like, yo, that shit's not cool. Don't talk to me that way. He is very good in that aspect that when there was shit in our relationship that we bring up and we communicate, he will change. He will 100% make the effort to change. And I, unfortunately, had to learn to do that, too. <laughs> Much harder for us. Yep. For us, Aries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Much harder. But, see, that's what... <laughs> Same thing with hubby, which is what, you know, one of the things that made me fall in love with him is that most people are, you know, the the idea is men don't communicate and they can't communicate mm-hmm. and they don't want to. And that's just not true. Um, 
you know, like you just said, and Cubby, like, very much. He would talk me to fucking death. And I'm like, good Lord, okay. You know, but <laughs> it, it, and which I'm sure is very funny to people that you didn't talk. No, I, I didn't about, you know, things that needed to be talked about in depth. I learned from my parents, argue or don't talk to each other. And I didn't realize that that was so embedded in me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very refreshing when, you know, the man doesn't give up and he's like, no, we're, we're not going to play this game. We're going to communicate. I'm going to let you know how I feel, you know, and you should do the same. I don't think that's a conversation that was had between, you know, Tom and Sarah. So, no. And, no. and if it was, he didn't hear that it. Was, he laughed yeah. and, you know, watching cartoons or whatever he was doing while she. Well, yeah, totally. Like, actually, um, so the next scene, I have a clip from that. <laughs> and this is where I put the rabbit ears behind his head. <laughs> see, honey? Yes, yes, I see the ears. <laughs> Don't you think your behavior might have been the slightest bit inappropriate? Oh, stop being insecure. You were flirting. He asked me to send him the pictures. Tom, you know I'm a big Usher fan. So is Jasmine, which makes sense because she's 10. What's that supposed to mean? It means you're a tiny bit old to be acting like some screaming TRL groupie. Stop the car. Now, now, we won't have any of that. Just calm down. Stop the car! Okay, like so. Yeah. <laughs> what, what made you think that? <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, I remember the first time watching this episode. I was like, "Did he not wait? What?" <laughs> like, I okay. The language that he used against her is so fucking mm -hmm. toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. It's not even funny. Like he was so insecure at the thought that she might be flirting with someone else that he essentially insulted her and then didn't think mm -hmm. that it was insulting. Yeah. And, he only sees yeah. the wrong that she like, even, supposedly did, you know? Right, right. And that's even before I, I, I noticed the thing about her being bored in the beginning. Like, the first time I saw this, I didn't notice that. And I was like, how does he not see what he just yeah. did? <laughs> yeah. You know, because he's too worried about being anally, um, anally raped. Um, anally raped yeah. in prison. Um, yep. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> okay, crazy over Eminem. Crazy over Justin Timberlake. Um you know, and my husband is definitely listen to me fangirl. And his biggest thing was, go, <laughs> you'll be back. Or, you know, or, uh, or you know, Charlie Hunnam, <laughs> love that man. But that's how he sh mm. that's how a man should be. Mm -hmm. You should be so secure that it's like, all right, we'll go ahead. Because I know where you're coming back to. And a woman, you know, as well. Yeah. He didn't do that. He just was all in his feelings. And, you know, instead of letting her be exciting about, about meeting a celebrity, you know, he right. just... It was all about him, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was something men do sometimes. Um, not all. Uh, <laughs> not all. I'm still team Tom on this, though. Like, my mom taught me when I started dating, they have one time to disrespect you in public. Mm -hmm. One time. <laughs> and then anything from that point on, it's a wrap. Like, you don't... And I have had, especially, I guess, maybe because my husband is white, I have had, uh, like, you know, handsome black men step to me on mm -hmm. the BART, step to us at the club, and try, like, I don't know, they do this weird thing of trying to, like, um, Mr. Steal Your Man or whatever. It's Bay Area no. shit. 
Ed is yeah, well, yes. yes. He told me the first time we went to the ball. So when we go here, they're going to try to talk to you. And I'm like, you're holding my hand. He's like, that's just what we, he, le- <laughs> no lie. Like, I was like, oh my God, hey, hey, hey. But you're, you're, you're exactly right. And what did your husband do? I'm sure he was probably like, look the other way, you know? Yeah, he doesn't do it. He never did or said anything about it. But I also don't entertain that shit. Mm-hmm. I just say, oh, thank you, and ignore them or say, okay, thank you, and please move, you know, you don't, you don't buy into that because think about it. Now, reverse the situation. If you guys are at dinner and fucking Cardi B walks in and she starts, hey, hey, Dean, I love those glasses frames. Hey, hey, you're so hot right now. <laughs> and he sits and buys into it and is like, you know, joking and laughing with her, not for 10 minutes, but for the rest of your anniversary dinner uh, I would, me as a woman, I I would leave. Dean, Dean's <laughs> not into that. Like, it would be more like Felicia Day or um, like a redhead with a Scottish accent uh, with lots of tattoos. Like that, <laughs> that would be... That <laughs> <was like> Christina. <laughs> no, honestly, like... I, if if it was if it went on longer than I felt comfortable, I would say, "Hey, can we get back to dinner?" Like I would communicate that I'm feeling uncomfortable. I wouldn't sit there for the entire night and watch it. Like that's that's on Tom right there. He didn't let her know that he was uncomfortable and unhappy. And did she not pay attention to his social cues too? Sure, but she was also bored out of her mind. And suddenly, there's this excited excitement mm-hmm. in front of her. Well- I, mean, I don't blame her for getting excited to meet you know her favorite celebrity and then you know, maybe forgetting herself for a minute there and not realizing and taking his feelings into account. But he just and sat she, you know, she right. set up. She, she didn't set up. say anything. Woman set up. You know, they don't, you, know, you just go do whatever. Yeah. And the thing was... Right. She literally was like, oh, you're not going to say anything? Okay, I'm yeah, going to keep flirting. Yeah. But oh, if he, he did so say something, then we would be saying, oh, she got to meet her favorite celebrity and I can't believe he was so selfish that he interrupted the situation. Oh, like, Tom is so fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. Like... He should, I'm with you guys. That's, like that attitude is is insecurity for sure. Like you you should try to engage with the celebrity as well and make that experience special for her, whatever. But um, I don't know. I'm not giving her a pass on this either. You don't no, do that I, shit. You I don't mean, clown your boo thing out. She yeah. acted real Karen like. I, I will I will say. Um, <laughs> you know she, she she threw a fit and she was like I don't care. You know I'm I'm about to go and party with Usher or whatever. Um, you know hubby yeah. hubby would have been like Usher. Like the whole the party thing. At? What you got? What? Where you right, know, like? Right. Oh, you can get me to the strip club. Like that's exactly <laughs> what he would have done. There's a lot of you know male podcasts. I would love to see or hear what they would say. Um, you know, different perspective mm-hmm. and how they would they would feel about it. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh, Tom, you don't quit crying. Like, oh my God, stop it. But just thinking about every aspect of it further. Um, you know, he, that's how he showed he loved her. That's when, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't always know what you got until it's gone. I'm just full of song, just references tonight. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> so after the car fight, she made you look like a bitch in front of us. Boy, watch your mouth. Probably started out charitable. She took you in, was probably teaching you how to read. But granddad, she did make Mr. Dubois look like a bitch. Yeah. We all know she made Tom look like a bitch, but found a different way to say it. Next thing you know, you rubbing against that silky white skin. But I don't know the non-cursed way to say he got bitch. Humiliated, castrated, emasculated. Oh, all right, all right, I get the point. I mean, I could see if it was a real nigga. If you lost your hold of T.I., I'd be like, hey, that's T.I. But Usher, <laughs> you better check that hole, Mr. Dubois. <laughs> 
Like between Riley and Ruckus, it's just like the two weirdest Look, takes on this. Ruckus is such a perv creeper, dude. Like, <laughs> God dang, it's just that bite, silky skin, you know? That <laughs> good lord. Oh. Uh, but to this day, we say this. We say, what? That's what's on the streets? You, you, t, uh, Usher over T.I.? We refer to that a lot. But that is, um, it's very funny, especially with everything going on with T.I. and Tiffany right now. Um, that mm-hmm. we're watching this and I have yeah, no idea. It's crazy, but Lord, yeah. but like I said, from, from the, well, we won't really call Riley an innocent child. Um, but just even in an eight year old's mind, like, nah, that's not, that's not right. Like that's her chick. And she played you for somebody that by all accounts, Tom is much more, uh, oh God, what's the word I want to say? Uh, I don't want to say bitch-like, but he's just much more, not as tough. I won't say Usher is either, but who was going <laughs> to take you and slam you and do all that and everything? Probably would be Usher. And I'm talking about slam you like good stuff up against the wall and, you know, mm-hmm. and grab <laughs> you and, you know, wrap your legs around. Like, that's going to be Usher, not so much at all. Uh, someone who's more, who's more likely to be dominant there you go. in, yes, in yes, the bedroom. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just that whole thing, you know, and I think that's what she was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. She was looking for something mm-hmm. a little more exciting. Yeah. Um, and like the advice that that Tom gets from like I I have too many notes. Okay, so <laughs> I find it really funny who Tom chooses to uh mm-hmm. take advice from. Um, cause granddad, uh, has pretty archaic, like toxic masculinity version of what marriage is literally, uh, you know, tells him, um, <laughs> to make that bitch behave uh, <laughs> at one point. Um, and you know, the kids, uh, that actually, so when, um, when they told him, you know, you should go and, and stand up to her, he went and stood up to her and then mm-hmm. he came crying back to them. And after he basically was like, you know, can I stay here for a while? Um, that had my my next quit. <laughs> Thank you so much, Robert. See, boy, see why I tell you marriage is bad? I don't care what <laughs> nobody say. I ain't never getting married. <laughs> Statistically speaking, it was bound to fail anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the three, you know, the three people that he's basically listening to were like, marriage sucks. Yeah, marriage mm-hmm. sucks. I'm never going to get married. Well, half of marriages are, are going to fail anyway, so why bother yeah. getting married? <laughs> and that's funny that those are his friends, first of all. Um, right? But it, it just lets you know, once again, message, you know, Riley has this idea because Riley's like pimp player, you know, thug, thuglicious mm-hmm. and and all that good stuff. Where he's got his own idea yes, of what a yes. black man should and be, and where Huey's like, look, he's very analytical about it, you know. Um, and I definitely feel like that's how he probably would go into you know a relationship. You know, he would probably propose oh, yeah. like it makes more sense if we're just together. We can own the house and we can write each other, you know, all pages. It may not work, but hey, let's let's give it a shot. You know, I'm gonna be completely honest, but like I'm I imagine my headcanon for Huey grown up is monogamy in this economy. <laughs> like I see him as like a total like 
black bloc, you know, anarchist, you know, <laughs> he's been at every Black Lives Matter march in the last two years. Shit. T- how long has it been uh, Black Lives Matter? Is it five years now? It started with Obama. Yeah, so a little president. bit longer. Yeah, a little bit longer than that. A little longer than that. So, yeah, like that's that's my headcanon of Huey all grown up, especially like knowing he's just like, well, you know, statistically it was going to fail. I can see him being that, <laughs> like being like a, you know, uh, firearm, like not so much a modern day Black Panther, but kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And I could see him like yeah. living on land yeah. and probably having more than one wife, maybe having a nice little, yeah, right, that's you why, know, because yeah. he, he believes in, yeah, he believes love in is like, love. Ra- you know, raising the kingdom and. You know, and and been, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, I, I could definitely say <laughs> without the without the capris and and headbands. Yes, neck wrap, oh my yeah. god, and freaking Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think people like that who are very logical. When it comes to love, those motherfuckers tend to find somebody who fucks up their whole sense of logic, and they fall head over heels, yep. and it just wrecks them. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Four, 14, 14 years uh, last month, because <laughs> that was absolutely me. Right here, right here. Again, I decided to break up with a boyfriend when he refused to brush his teeth. So, like, I've got that logical brain, and I, I usually have to talk myself into or out of a relationship. And, uh, yeah, my logical brain met, like, you know, uber romantic dude here, and I was just like, this is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, <laughs> what happens with that is that I think the person— who is the one that ends up getting fed up. Um, it's kind of human nature. You maybe start to walk all over the person, take advantage yeah. a little bit. Yep. And I, that's definitely what we're seeing here. You know, is you, you know, yep. I, I go to work, I'm a lawyer, we have this beautiful home. You take care of Jasmine, you take care of the house, you know, and um, you just be that nice little tro- wife, trophy wife that I have. Um, yeah. What kind of life does she have outside being Jasmine's mom and Tom's wife? What do we know that, about her? You're right. It's, uh, you're right. And that Huey said her food looks gross. Um, uh, I mean, Riley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like throw up. Yeah. Riley, yeah. That's funny because that happens so often, you know, especially as, as wives and mothers. You get to a certain point where you're like, I love those things, but I was somebody, I was, you know, somebody before that. Um and uh-huh. you have to kind of get back to it's your own responsibility. It's not your spouse's. It is your own responsibility to do what you need to do to get back to feeling like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm Sarah and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so forth. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I would love to, we don't ever see like a flashback of them, do we? I can't remember all, in all the episodes, but. I don't remember. I don't because I think it's so. to see their college, like their courting time. Like I feel like head over heels. You know, she probably, you know, followed behind him with her her nose wide open, and then reality hit. You know, after a few years, but you know, on the new one, maybe you guys should do that. Just put that out there. Put that out there to Aaron. You know. <laughs> yeah, they went into kind of the backstory of all of the men at some point, mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. kind of backstory. Like we know, we don't know a whole lot about Tom, but we know all about his fear of being anally <laughs> yeah. raped. Yes. So, like, what do we know yeah. about his wife other than yeah. she's his wife? Uh, that that'd be very interesting to you know to expound on that, and that will let you kind of know a lot about how the relationship ended the way you know that it is on this episode. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I mean, I, not to get too far ahead, but the way that I think is like, oof, Jasmine is about to be out there. Like Jasmine's the whole idea of a relationship and who should probably look at, you know, who should yeah. be attracted to is going to be the exact opposite. Um, or she's going to grow up being in love with always, you know, the idealist mm-hmm. that she can't mm-hmm. have. Huey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah. But I was sitting here thinking, oh, God, I'm so happy I don't have a girl. Like, she's real. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, that um, that's another thing that, you know, as women and as mothers, we need to be accountable for. Fathers do as well. But especially for girls, like, you set the standard of what they think relationships are. You know, and, you know, whether they're Mm going to be treated right in future relationships or, you know, they're going to be walked all over. Um, That was actually um, like a big point of communication that Dean and I had back when, you know, the days were young. Because, uh, like I said, my my stepkids are now 18 and 21 and we've been together for for Mm. 14 years. So I've Mm -hmm, been with them mm -hmm. for most of their life. And the way that... I, I always made a point to not be shy around their dad and to let them know how much I loved him. And mm-hmm. he let me know how much he loved me. And like, we were very open about our feelings in front of the kids. We like it, it, it there came a point where um, Natalie was uh, not uh, treated mm-hmm. the best by somebody and was literally like, you know, I wish I could find somebody more like what Aww. we have. And yeah, I think she has though. She's really, really happy with That's her good. partner right now. That's good. So and I yeah. Yeah. And then it, like you said, it really yeah. does. I, I love that you said that because we do the same thing, you know, around our boys. You know, my husband hits me on my butt. You gotta normalize what yes. real love looks like and yep. that it takes work too, and not be afraid to like have the cry yeah. moments oh, in front and of woof, them. Woof, we've had some. Um and it's so funny because <laughs> I have boys and they will be on my side. They come, are you okay? You know, that that that, that did me mm. now. I'm like, no, you guys don't worry about it. This is what happens when you are an adult and you've been together for so long, you know, you have disagreements. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I I told my friends this weekend, I don't know if we're doing I don't know if we're doing a great job or not, because my nine year old wants to find a girl like me, like dad had in college, um, keep her through college, marry her, have some kids, then he's gonna divorce her so that he can go to Hollywood and find a hot lady <laughs> and yeah. 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 You got him watching like I Second go. Wives Club like, or something. <laughs> Not at all. He's not watching Big Love. No, I. <laughs> it's just you know he, he he's a Leo. He's that Leo. Um, mm. But yeah, he he always you know asks us how we met. Um, you know when did he he asked me recently when did we first tell each other that we loved each other and I was like whoa, whoa. okay. You know, I was like, well, we both have different ideas, different dates, but, you know, and it's, I, I can't help but to be very transparent because I think that that's, mm-hmm. that's better. I remember my mom telling me stories mm-hmm. and I think about it now and I'm like, she was lying, lying. Um, right. My 12 year old figured out the other day, he goes, wait, grandma gra- or grandma and grandpa got married in June of 77. I said, yeah. And he goes, and you <laughs> were born in, and it never in all of my hmm, some some years, did I realize I was like my mom was freaking pregnant? I'm like, <laughs> I was born in March. They got married June 25th. I was born March 23rd. So 
it's like immediate, mm-hmm. like right uh-huh. before, or right after. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, just things like that. You know, I don't want my kids one day being like, what? That was their girlfriend, not their friend, you know, or anything like that. Like just, you know, just, <laughs> yep. just being honest. Um, there's, this is why we have, like I said, people trying to cancel Eminem now because that generation was coddled way too much. Um, and not given the ability to have critical thinking skills, but also, you know, good emotional um, communication. So I, you know, I want to avoid that. Well, so much. and part of it, part of it is the uh, media they consume and how different, like, we, the three of us are uh, Generation X. Four, four of us probably more. I don't know how old hubby and hubby are, but um, I'm a millennial. But like we, you're a millennial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hubby like, makes so much sense. Yeah, hubby is too. Yeah. All right. Well, He's on the cusp. Yeah. He's okay. On the cusp. Um, I was a millennial class, class nice Yeah, I think like technically, <laughs> there's like a micro generation that they mm-hmm. say that overlaps yep. the two, and that yeah. makes a lot of sense because uh, a lot of my friends are within that age. Yeah, the exennial mm-hmm. thing. A lot of my friends are within that, like, 75 to mm-hmm. 85 mm-hmm. as year of birth. So, um, but we were, there's actually this whole thing going on right now. Um, on I know on Twitter, probably on Facebook too, probably in other places where, uh, so apparently Fox oh. News, um, you know, the they, they love crying about cancel culture right so now much. and how... Um, millennials or Gen Z are trying to cancel everything important. And apparently one of their, their uh, uh, quote-unquote news people um, basically was like, Gen X, you can't let them cancel your childhood. And Gen X is like, basically everyone on Twitter is like, yeah, let's talk about rap. Let's talk about D&D. Mm-hmm. Let's talk mm-hmm. about like basically every single thing that, you know, our parents tried to cut out of our lives. Let's talk about the war on drugs. Let's talk about... Um, Which was bullshit. I learned <laughs> it from you, Dad. I learned right. it from you. Um, like, you oh, my God. Yeah. This is your yeah, brain. Muscles. This is your brain on drugs. Yes. Uh, the next part was when um, mm-hmm. uh, a pimp named Slip, Slickback came back. And uh, like uh, they, they did an intervention for him, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Because uh, after two days, but better get something happening because got to get out. the loser. You got to get out. After two quiet. fucking days. <laughs> bitch dependency is no laughing matter. Addiction to a bitch can fuck with your friends, your health, and scary enough, even your money. It's a disease, Tom. Wait, what was your name again? Well, thank you for asking. My name is a pimp named Slickback. Wait. A pimp? Name Slickback. Yes. Please say the whole thing, if you would. Yes, that includes the a pimp named part. Yes, Tom, every time. Look, Mr. A Pimp Named Slickback. No need for the mister. I I don't think I need any help from someone like you. And by someone like me, you mean a pimp? A bad guy? Look, I'm not trying to insult you. I just don't approve of what you people do to women. So I'm wrong. So I'm messed up. Well, which one of us is the one missing a bitch, Tom? You don't see me running around looking for a bitch. I know where all of my bitches are. Thank you very much. Bitch, where you at? <laughs> I love that last part. Bitch, where you at? I'm making it money. Mom. Oh, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> it's Grandma or something. <laughs> I love that Grandma. Grandma's about it. About it. I mean. Hell yeah. 
I need all kind of merchandise with like a pimp, a pimp named Slipback or like Tom saying it or something. A yes. pimp named Slipback. Um, all kinds. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm telling you, I laughed this entire freaking episode, like all the way through. Um, Seriously. And it wasn't because I was just delirious because we had just driven nine hours and hadn't slept. It was, it was really good. <laughs> but um, I wanted to pose this question being that different kind of backgrounds and, you know, and people that we were around. Did you guys happen to know of anybody that you look back now and you're like, that dude was a pimp, you know, you know, much, um, much more out and prevalent, I think during our growing up than, you know, what these cowards do now and they actually, you know, are abusing women. Um, so yeah. Did you guys know anybody, you know, like a, a pimp named Slipback? Mm-mm, no, I, I didn't know. Well, I didn't know that I knew any, uh, any pimps, but I knew, um, I knew a few girls that mm-hmm. did sex work. Um, I don't know the details of their experiences, so I can't speak on it. I don't know if they had pimps and like, mm-hmm. this is when we were in high school. So I'm pretty sure it was like through mm-hmm. the high school somehow. Um, but also, though, I grew up, like, the neighborhood that I'm in, it's very, very white. But if you go, like, a mile and a half away from here, there's the state highway that runs right through the city. And I, I grew up seeing women walking up and mm-hmm. down every day and never really thought twice of it. Like, it wasn't, yeah. it just yeah. was, you know? So I don't think it made too much of an impression on me when... I found out that people I knew were doing that. And um, Lindsay, so. you said you didn't, you didn't know anybody like that or? Not at all. Like same, it was all girls Catholic school. There were definitely girls who. Oh yeah. Uh, dated for money. Mm-hmm. There were definitely girls who straight up hooked. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't know any pimps. I have to say. So the reason why I asked this question is because I'm not saying in all black families, but usually there's an uncle maybe an older one or, you know, um, one who has a lot of different girlfriends at the Christmases and, and the get togethers. And maybe they're not the <laughs> traditional, you know, pimp in a way where they're putting them on the stroll, you know, and I'm doing air quotes like you guys can see it, but kind of uses that <laughs> mentality and that mindset that pimps do, you know, like I can save you, you know, you, you, this is, this is where you need to be. Um, <laughs> God rest his soul. My uncle was that. Okay. At his funeral about six, eight months ago, I met cousins that I had no idea I had. Homegrown <laughs> cousins. I mean, technically, thanks to Facebook, I have gotten to know quite a few um, cousins. The, so the last time I was in Louisiana with my family, I was 16. And it was the last time I saw my grandmother before she passed away um, and basically lost touch mm-hmm. with most of that family after my grandmother died uh, until my uncle ended up moving up here after Katrina. And then like Facebook, I've been able to connect with cousins that I had met growing up. And one particular cousin uh, was like, so 
do you know how many brothers and sisters I have? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he's like, well, so at last count, and his dad passed away uh, not that long ago. My dad's, my dad's youngest brother uh, died a couple of years ago, but it's his son that, that's saying this, his oldest. And he's like, yeah, I think there was like 15 at our last, our last you know, count. So you might get friend requests from random walkers. They're probably my dad's kid. And wow. Like, oh, oh, okay. Well, that's how it was with my uncle. Like, I, <laughs> like, he had a wife. You know, I would go spend the night over there and whatnot. And probably about 10, I started noticing like, hmm, they're not together anymore. Um, but she, like my mom <laughs> said, she loved his dirty draws. Um, like, he, seriously, she <laughs> oh. was there at the funeral front row with about, I'm not exaggerating, 25, 26 um, women behind, you know, sitting, you know, scattered about in the, in the pews and whatnot. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, All right. Look, look. Um, and I know that there was a couple that probably he could convince to get out there and make them a little money because they were also addicted. Um, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. I will say, you know, my uncle knows that I love him to death. Um, he probably he was a little bit at that time too, but he just loved women, and he was so he was just his charm was crazy. The first time he met my husband was at my grandmother's funeral, and he grabbed my husband. It was like, "Ooh, you handsome!" and kissed my husband. <laughs> like, kind of lips, kind of cheek. It was like you did good, and my, my husband Those was are like, not "I don't." Facts at all. Those are not facts. <laughs> yeah, that's very facts. What was that? That is not a true statement. I did not get kissed by another man. <laughs> very, much. <laughs> very much. Very much. Okay. Um, you know, That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm kissing you when we meet. <laughs> it's, it's no difference. Armenian, you know, uh, other, other cultures other than ours, that's how they grew each other. Um, so let's just, that's what he was doing. But yeah. I will never forget that. And like, I felt like he was flirting, you know, with my husband at that point, but that was just him. He was funny. He was loud, you know. So I see how he was able to gather his, you know, his group of women. Um, but the nerd in me is yeah. like his charisma yeah. was so and stacked. I remember him saying things. <laughs> Probably yeah. his dexterity yeah. Yeah. too. <laughs> I remember him saying things like, like a slip back, you know, what he says, like his logic, you know, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask that if you guys knew anybody that was like, you know what? I, cause I, I could look. A pimp named Slickback had some facts, okay? She was letting Tom know, you let, like, there has to be, I'm not saying, of, you know, uh, control, but you have to be the man in the situation. And I think he was telling him that's what she wants. That's why she's with Usher right now. Um, that is a great point and also a clip that we have, I think. <laughs> Did you know that scientists now believe that some people are actually born with a genetic predisposition to bitch dependency, Tom? And exactly when did you become a relationship counselor? Well, sharing this pimp knowledge for an exorbitant fee is my way of giving something back to the community, Tom. I want to help you, Tom, I do. But I need you to help me help you. Huh. Help me help you. Yeah, okay. Now, tell me if you would about this bitch you have an unhealthy dependency on. Could we please not call her a bitch? Bitch. Say it, bitch. bitch. Yeah. I, yes, we've got to call her that, Tom. I'm sorry. After what she's done, not calling her a bitch would be disrespectful to you, and I'm not able to do that. Now, please continue, Tom. Well, <laughs> best thing ever. Like, 
how both respectful and disrespectful completely, that right? <laughs> completely. But he was also basically saying, man, get, get your balls. Like, have they dropped yet? Like, this is what we're about to do. I want Cat Williams to call me and just say all of the lines from this episode. Like, so fucking funny. Um, but yeah. I want him to come up with a good name for me. Like, what were the names of his latest? Sweet Taboo. taboo. I like that. Sweetest Taboo. A Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm. I like A Quiet Storm. I said, I realized I said, I was like, wait, those are songs. That is Sade, Sweetest Taboo, and A Quiet Storm is is a song. And often a lot of the evening, you know, dedication radio shows in urban areas. The Quiet Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but hmm. yeah. Hey, maybe we should, we should, uh, adopt names like that. And that's what I like that. Let uh, me chime in on bitch dependency then before <laughs> yes, we move on. Uh, because the reason I picked this clip is that bitch dependency is real. <laughs> it is not gender <laughs> neutral. Um, and like what you're kind of saying about a pimp named Slickback dropping truth. This shit is not just agnostic to romantic relationships, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. All of the shit he was saying, like, I almost picked the Quiet Storm clips where he's, she's like, stop trying to make it seem like we need new computers. You better make that <laughs> right. computer work. Because this is the same mentality that people use against you in corporate you America. Slick. People use it against you in yep. relationships, y'all. And it is all bitch dependency. Like, you need to have your own, be independent-minded. I kind of almost brought it up earlier when we were talking about how you guys raised your kids and showing them how to be in healthy relationships. You have to be taught to not have a bitch dependency. Um, like, the psychological term would be codependency, but it, it's bitch dependency. I like that. Don't be that. I like that. You know, I'm I'm hearing E40 and like too short. Too. I'm singing that in my head right now, because um, <laughs> that's true. All hoes ain't women. All, all bitches ain't women. All bitches ain't women. Exactly. So, but, and you're right. Um, but I, once again, he broke it down. He let him know, like, you are just as dependent on her as she is on you. But in this case, mm-hmm. you are the one that's coming out looking like you. You know, you you need a you need a talking to. <laughs> that's what he was giving her. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it goes back to um, uh, that that easily um, suggestible thing about Tom. Like he, he, after basically this speech, he goes on to be like, "Okay, all right, mm-hmm. all right, you're making sense. I should listen to you." And like he gets basically lessons in how to be more masculine and stand up and and you know take charge of his wife and. Like that's that's basically what is happening with those um, slick back mm-hmm. slick back quotes. A pimp named Slickback. Uh, you know, he's feeding him this information. <laughs> he's feeding him this information, which is so very against anything that Tom has ever done. But yet, it's so easy for Tom to mm-hmm. go, "Okay, mm-hmm. I can try that." Like. You know, he has trouble saying the word bitch. And then, you know, in the next scene, he's saying the word bitch. Which is horrible. Quickly. I'm sorry. Like, okay, I'm not going to say that. That's some, we'll save that for Patreon. But, um, yeah, I, he, I mean, right away, we, we saw what he thought of, you know, of, I, I'm better than you. You are, what you do is wrong. You know, he's basing it off of like mm-hmm. Superfly mm-hmm. and just, you know, shit like that. Um, instead yes. of him thinking, yes. All of yeah, his black instead of him thinking, yeah. I, I assume he's older. So let me go ahead and take some advice from, uh, you know, somebody who's done this before. 
you know, or who, who's been where I'm trying to go, even if I don't see myself on his level. Um, but I think that, you know, Mr. Slickback, he, um, he, he broke that down. He let him know like, nope, I'm in control. You're going to take this advice from me because you need it. You know, so that was, I feel like I want to watch the episode again. You know, like in the very beginning, right? Remember Sarah tries to get him to have that extra glass mm-hmm. of wine and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm the DA. Can't be drinking and driving. Or like how he wouldn't say, but I feel like he's one of these people, which I know this will take us into a whole nother spiral. One of these people <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> who, who decides who they are. Like I am this character. I am going to mm-hmm. fill this role and I am not going to deviate mm-hmm. from this role. So he's decided he is the law. I follow the law. I don't be misbehave outside of what a DA would do. I can't call her a bitch. I'm a district mm-hmm. attorney. Like, so when it comes to that character, he can't be swayed. Oh, I can't do that. But I mean, yeah, we do see him break a little bit, but I mean, that's a good point. Cause like I was I don't saying, know. I, you know, I used who I dated and whatnot as my, you know, what made me, what made me feel validated. How many times has he said mm-hmm. he's an attorney? You know, how many, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, oh, mm-hmm. it's, oh, he's not talking to me. You know, I'm, I'm an attorney. Um, so definitely. It actually, it reminds me of, um, I can't remember the name of the show, but a friend of mine turned me onto it in the pandemic because we watched mm-hmm. everything on Netflix now. I think it was a Canadian show and the main character went to Harvard and he says it every chance he can. <laughs> you know, I went to Harvard and as a Harvard grad, and when I went to Harvard, and that's kind of like Tom with being the DA. I'm the DA. I'm important. Or I'm the assistant DA or whatever it is. Like he wears it like it's a Halloween costume. Um, are you talking about AP off. Bio? Because if he does, he'll... AP Bio? What was that? Okay. Well, he says it all the time on no. there too. It's that's definitely a good show. not <laughs> But that, I mean, that's a yeah, that's a joke yeah. that's well, come up I'm in other things too. I'm just office, which is one of my favorite shows. You know, he Cornell. I went to Cornell. Mm-hmm. You know, and Andy is the biggest nerd ever. But that was his thing. Like, oh, I have to be smarter than you. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Like that's your, you know, um, I, that was really good observation. See, Lindsay, you see, not that goes on Lindsay's list. No, but that is, you know, <laughs> that was his past per se, and um, he he lives this facade. And when that happens, your life starts to fall apart. At the mm-hmm. seams where you yeah. don't want it to, like where it should be the strongest, which is in your relationships and your home life. But because you are, you know, living, just being hella, hella fake, th- this is what's happening. Like it showed you how possibly weak your marriage is, um, you know, because she could be taken real quick by Usher, you know. <laughs> well, if he thinks she mm-hmm. can be taken mm-hmm. real quick by Escher. Um, that actually, that's a perfect segue into the last scene where, uh, you know, Tom just found out from a pimp named Slickback's uh, women that um, his that his wife had mm-hmm. planned to meet up with Usher at this specific hotel. And so he rushes over there and basically, like, he, he can't bring himself to hit his wife, but then he's going to hit her and then he smacks <laughs> Usher. And you're right. And that turns into all of yeah. them kicking the shit I mean, out Usher of it. Said, oh. <laughs> like that was like, whoa, did you really just let right? out that? <laughs> I, I rewound that over and over again because right, it was like, so oh fucking funny. Oh my God, Usher, you <laughs> got to hit those notes. Like just saying, oh, like only when you sing. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was funny. You know, 
it, it shows you that he had a little progression, but obviously not too much because he slapped another man, you know, instead of going in there and, and mm-hmm. you're not going to take my wife, knocking him out, you know, with a nice hard fist or, you know, something. And then grabbing his wife and daughter and right, she's right. you know, um, so, yeah, first, the first thing he did was grab his wife, mm-hmm. which was something a pip named Slim ba- Slickback told him to do. And she's like, get your hand she off me, it. Dolomite. Like, you know, she was totally playing into the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the um, black exploitation thing, too. I don't know about the like it at that part, but I think once she saw <laughs> how Tom responded, <laughs> she was like, oh, God, I took this a little too far. Like, I think she was kind of playing it to up a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, you know. Yeah. To get his attention, yeah. exactly. She was bored out of her mind. And, you know, then it ended up the way it did with Jasmine. Yeah. Why was she there? Out. Oh, that would have been a problem crying for me as, daddy as her- a man. Like, my da- oh. why is my daughter here? Well, that's the point. That The daughter was there because that was the plan for Jasmine to meet Usher, not for his wife mm-hmm. to sleep with Usher. Um, Usher thought that. So Usher all of this... Well, apparently, if he knew that he was going to be meeting the kid, like that, it there is nothing um, in other than Thomas Tom's assumptions that make any it, that mm-hmm. lead to her mm-hmm. actually sleeping with Usher. She had like a fangirl moment. She probably gushed and said some stupid shit to Jasmine about oh, maybe I'll just marry Usher or you know something like that. That Jasmine was like, yeah, this Usher's gonna be my new dad. Don't talk to your kids like that. You do not bring them in there like that, Ooh, um, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to be totally inappropriate, I think we ought we have to <laughs> give it up for Tom. I'm over here having a Riley moment because Usher was a little yeah. bitch and he got slapped like a little yeah. bitch, and in doing so, it's almost like Tom took back his quote unquote masculinity in the situation by slapping a bitch. It just mm-hmm. wasn't his wife. That actually, that 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 brings up something that I didn't even think of before. But how much of an asshole move was it for mm-hmm. Usher to watch him and sing to his wife, <laughs> and then walk over there, yeah. and sing to his wife ah. the same thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. little bitch, bitch! Like that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. That that was that was and kind of fu- like yeah. now that I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, mm, that's what I would be mad at. He, he cheated on Chili. We all knew that. Then he cheated on Chili. That's what let him burn was about uh. everything. So. Uh, not really foreshadowing. I think that was like a tongue-in-cheek way that they were like, look, we're going to go ahead and talk about how kind of inappropriate you are, you know, when it comes to other people's property and your relationships and things like that. Like 1,000%. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, he, I mean, mm -hmm. it takes two to tango, takes two to flirt for sure. You can flirt your ass off, but if there's no reciprocation, it's not fun at all. (laughs) Yeah. So he was absolutely like flirting with her and she was just like, oh my God, this guy is a celebrity and he's flirting with me and I'm yeah. this is so much fun. Um, with no like, thought of yeah, the consequences. She was, she was kind of like, know, I'm, oh, I'm years behind his head. Like, girl, are you seven? Like, yeah, it was well, like, <laughs> what girl? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, um, I think it was, it. like if you really look at it, it definitely provides, um, you know, other narratives or the opportunity for you to have, you know, another narrative about what the real, you know, learning or lesson was from that. Um, I still want to say that Tom should have took off his belt and just whooped Jasmine, though. And been like, I am your father. Do you know that now? <laughs> Great. Okay. And I'm going to send me across the street. I like, mean, she's like, oh, this was not bad. Oh, 
This is a nicer. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was so. She she was like, I just I just want Usher to yes. be my dad for like a little bit. That's it. Just just a little bit of time, Dad. Let me let me have this, and then you can move. I'm like, girl, you living over here fine. with me. If that happens, we're about to put a little <laughs> make a pallet for you right there on the floor. This will be our room. Up until this point, her dad was everything. You know, I'm saying to her as he, well, he should be. Mm-hmm. And I just think that maybe there was a little bit of um, a little bit of respect lost. So it would be interesting to see if that you know, grew to fruition. If she ends up being this little bratty, you know, teenager that just doesn't have yeah. any respect for him, you know. Um, uh, <laughs> I said if it wasn't, yeah, Usher would have been my like, daddy. Girl, go ahead, go right over there right now. We can make that happen. Usher, get her. Right. right. You go right. You go right. Yes. Ahead. You go right. Ahead. He yes. got money. He got money. You go for it. Yes. Go for it. And also he got money. And then come on back. Cause I know That's you will. I, did you guys think <laughs> about that? And tell me if you thought about, you know, his whole herpes situation while you were watching this. Cause I mm-hmm. definitely did. Um, yep. yeah, I was, she wasn't anybody that you thought Usher would bring up to the room after the concert, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and she had receipts. She had receipts and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and she sued him, um, and then of course it was settled out of court, which that also means you're admitting it. Um, but she showed receipts as far as like their conversations, um, him hitting her up and being like, "My my driver's coming to get you," um, you know, and uh, social media messaging and things like that. Like, why else was you talking to her? Was she making you a cake? No. Like, why else were you talking to her? So. You know, and there was a couple of the people that came out, the but then they, they went yeah. away very quickly because I think he, you know, got to their pockets faster. But it was after the time um, he married his manager, um, you know, they were married, they had kids and whatnot. And then they broke up like out of the blue and had a very, 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 um, you know, just contentious and turbulent um, divorce. And she was kind of, you know, subbing and putting some stuff out there. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of why Usher is not as relevant. Um, but he does have a residency Mm. in Vegas. Oh, see, I just, I have not, I I can't even remember the last time I heard an Usher song on purpose, (laughs) uh, let alone on accident. Like I, I didn't listen to him at the time. I, you know, I told you what I thought of him. I just thought he was like, you know, just there, just there. (laughs) <laughs> just he was yeah. the romantic R&B singer that like I would hear the songs at like school dances but I never like I had no idea about anything about him and I'm I, sorry, I Usher can sing well that's why like it never it all me. went so viral mm-hmm. because this girl she's beautiful but she's like a really mm-hmm. big girl so everyone was memeing the shit out of her clowning her saying she was full of shit mm-hmm. until she came with those receipts and then everyone was like oh yeah. shit yeah Quantasia that was her name <laughs> and they they settled Wait, the suit. Her and a bunch of other people. Quantasia. Yes, was the girl we're thinking of. There's other women. There we go. Quantasia. Quantasia okay. is the one you were Quantasia. thinking of. Quantasia. All right. There All right. Go. Well, there you go. Good job, Usher. Good job. Um, Sarah, do you still want that? <laughs> Hey, you know, maybe maybe he wanted something yep. a little normal for once. Let it burn. <laughs> Let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think uh, I think on that note, I might uh, mic drop. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about from no, the episode, I, mm, no, no, yeah, because I think we we, I we, think that, we went deep into yeah. everything. How about you? What do you think? Ready for that thing? Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. 
We need that on the best. show. Best merch Welcome. too. You best are the too. best. I- <laughs> Fuck yeah. You mean I'm going to stay in this color? Fuck yeah. Love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, that's, you know, I think I, I've, I've said before, The Jerk is probably is one of my pri- early, favorite early movies. Uh, and, and that line so every funny. time gets me. I, mean, it, yeah, <laughs> his, his, I have to admit his, ma- his mom is sitting there, brought him his Twinkie with the, yes. <laughs> with the birthday candle in it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about a white person oh. everybody loves to hate. Mm. Uh, I got this question from... Uh, as most of them are disingenuous uh, Tucker Carlson Lord. questions that he has. So, yeah, if you if you are not a Fox News watcher, uh, one of the things that Tucker Carlson likes to do is put like these op- these these open end questions uh, throughout whatever he's talking about, and usually it's along this line. Mm-hmm. So, how can I be racist if I haven't said the N word or burned a cross or hanged slash lynched someone? Yeah, because I haven't actually killed somebody. How can I possibly, possibly like, be how? racist? What? Because you've had the thought. Like so. Well, it's oh. not. It's not even. Let's. Well, God, it's okay. So there is. I, I love using mm. the iceberg analogy for a lot of things, and I think this is a really good uh, a good time for it too, because. You've got the iceberg of racism, and at the very top of it, mm-hmm. you've got things like lynching. And, you know, underneath it, all of the things propping it up are racism, not just lynching at the top, but, like, um, mm-hmm. excluding mm-hmm. Uh, minorities from housing or from getting bank loans to open businesses or um, making sure they yep. can only buy property in certain areas or... The school schools only get their money from from property taxes, so we make sure that the properties in this area, you know, those are those those property taxes are less and less yeah. because they're terrible homes. So then you're going to get a terrible school, and uh, um, yeah, there are so many things underneath um, that top layer of racism that it's uh, uh, it's just ridiculous to think that just because you haven't said the n word. Um, that mm-hmm. somehow you are excused from every single other thing that, yeah. that is see, encapsulated that is a damn that. good example. Like, that is a great explanation because that's completely true. Um, we were oh, walking cool. in a big lots the other day. Didn't even look at this lady. Didn't even know you were sitting in the car. Do you know that she just locked her car and was, like, looking at us? And I was like, Bitch, if I wanted mm. to do something, I would have been in there already. But I don't want you in your raggedy car. Like, I just, I could not believe it. You know, what made her think? that we were going to do something to her walking into big lots. We, yeah, it, it's that, that type of situation. That type of thought is what mm-hmm. makes you racist. You know? Um, yeah, I'm good. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the best way to answer this question is honestly to do a round Robin. Um, and I think everyone on this call can participate <laughs> and just go around and list <laughs> off the ways that people can be racist without burning a cross or hanging someone. <laughs> I'll start. Um, You can ask a princess if she's concerned about how dark the color of her baby will be. Oh, right. One of the things that I had, that I had heard was it's like, well, it's like saying, how could I be Mm anti-Semitic if I didn't Mm -hmm. take part in the Holocaust? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) I mean, you Mm -hmm. could still, you could still be 
racist without and benefit yes. from racist ideas. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's and it's not enough to be not racist. Like we said, mm-hmm. you have to be anti racist. Yeah. So that's I mean, you got to call your friends out on that bullshit. Your family, I mean, or you know. Got to cut people off sometimes, and uh, And as sad as that is, because we were just talking about it, what you guys just said, I have a question. So, you know, if you look back at the shows in the seventies and eighties, like, well, you know, this whole not PC—that's a new thing. But that's just that was how people were just honest, Mm. you know, and how they, you know, how they talked. Well, so the the difference, the different, the big difference, in my opinion, is back then we were told we couldn't be offended about anything, and it it you just needed to deal with it. Like sexism yeah, well, that, yeah, was that was not to a another extent because yeah, oh we yeah. should just deal with it. Um, but yeah, I think I I really honestly like. I mean, PC culture originated from the Republicans mm-hmm. all around the t- same time as like the NPRC, which the, the, mm. uh, the music research, uh, yes, yes, the thing yeah. that Tipper Gore started off with trying to get, mm. you know, all that stuff that, that started with, I mean, granted Tipper Gore was a Democrat. I mean, but she just, come on. anything that sounded like good music, she's like, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, she, she, which it's, and that started because of, for her, for Prince, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, it's yeah, it was. It's almost like people have been singing about <laughs> right? pussies for decades. Go look, <laughs> go listen to Lucille Bogan. Oh, yeah. Nineteen thirties. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, nineteen thirties. Yeah. I, I love yeah. shit like that. It's yeah, good. L- Lucille Bogan. Oh, shave them dry. The one because it, it makes you go yep. like everybody's yep. human. Like they was good. They was doing you know that back then. You know you don't really think of of. You know, oh, yeah. Any t- anybody, any other era being sexual than like your own or the current times we're in. But, um, Cool. Yeah, I I have a lot of trouble looking back and seeing like watching movies that I really enjoyed when I was yes. a kid is kind of hard to do. Not because it because the times have changed so much. Like I literally was sat in front of the TV mm-hmm. as a babysitter for a lot of the time, and um, basically I was fed that you know, uh, family ties, uh, silver spoons, different strokes, like all of those primetime TV shows that showed like these happy families. Like I didn't get that, mm-hmm, but I got mm-hmm. to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a lot of my feelings from that. And there was a lot of very down low racism, sexism, homophobia, um, trans jokes constantly. Uh, but like, listen, and watching it now, I, I would, I cringe and, you know, I try to make sure that I'm, um, like, one of the reasons for doing this show, I there are jokes in this that <laughs> did not age very well. And, like, like Riley's humor, it still happens, not as frequently, but that that humor, that toxic masculinity, you, yeah, you gay, yeah. that shit. It was hilarious like, back then. That yeah. That is still the yeah. same, but it, it was hilarious back then, whereas now it's like, okay, come on, dude, just yeah. find better vocabulary. Like... You don't have to use an aspect of somebody's personality or sexuality or whatever to insult them. Yeah, don't that's, punch that's down, what punch we did. And, you know, like, it's, it's funny that you say, you know, the the yeah. blatant, you know, just homophobia. And um, did you ever, did you watch the show Soap? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. over Billy the top. Crystal, that's like right. just, you know, or the guy, the Lamar in, um, oh, yeah. in Revenge of the, the, the Nerds. Tic-tac, um, celebrity Tic-Tac-Toe. Hollywood Square. Hollywood Square. Hollywood Square. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, So 
I love that show. He was in a couple of shows playing straight. And even back then, when I didn't really understand what gay was, I was like, I love that show. The dad had (laughs) Yeah, it was. was, Yeah, he took over for Paul Lind. Yes, yes. That's, yeah. Another. Who was the other? Another um, stereotype of a gay man in that time period. Like, it was okay to be a gay man like that. Mm-hmm. Because that was funny and that was enjoyable mm-hmm. and that was safe because you didn't think that would hit on you and whatever. And you it, know. even if they did, mm-hmm. you did we wouldn't take it seriously because they were so but funny. But you didn't have women. Right, they, exactly. You didn't have, Whereas you didn't have now, women represented other than if it was in a movie and she was wearing, you know, she had a mullet and you know, or something like that. And it was it was mm-hmm. it was very brief, like it wasn't focused on. There was no main characters as, you know, you know, the yep. uh, God damn it, I have to think of that show now. I love, used to love that show, um, but he was definitely like, you know, just out there. So yeah, so like, there's massive nostalgia around some of that stuff, and there's nothing wrong with having nostalgia and and embracing that you loved something when it was problematic. Without you know, you can you can comment on it's being problematic, and not like have to. <sighs> No. Yeah, the, the whole cancel thing is just so fucking yeah. stupid to me. I can't even say it with a straight face. I mean, can, can, cancel. I mean, uh, the way I see it, cancel culture is consequences. That's really right. what it is. Right. It's like that's, you're, well, you're, that's what that's what's happening now. Yeah. Consequences is what's happening now. Cancel culture was boomers in the eighties. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> And the nineties. Well, I'm talking about what what's being referred to as cancel yes. culture today yes. is you're getting consequences but for it's your consequences shitty fucking based behavior. on yes. what you guys think should happen. And it's not always it's not always a, right, a good understanding. Right. Like I said, you know, I, I am biased because Eminem is you know, my my other husband. But with everybody, you know, with this they focused on one song. Well, Eminem has a million songs. Yeah. Eminem is a funny case because, like, he was he was very violent toward his ex-wife and his mother, and like he was he had no shame about it too. He was like, "No, nah, I, you know, I, I, what, what do you say? Yes. Like, yeah, was, I killed yeah. Dr. Dre. I got him but locked up in the closet, or you know, how he many talked men about that shit all the time? Feel like that? He, have their heart broken? You know, their mom does them, you know, right? So, right. yeah. It, and then taking it twenty years later, completely out of context, is very different from. Like the people who who uh, um, are yeah. Dr. Seuss's people, his you know legacy, his family, deciding to remove six of his books, six of his hundreds of books out of rotation because of racist caricatures that they no longer feel represent. But I'm just like, how many of brand? us grew up on that? Like that's not canceling. Like, that's fine. because you learned your one, two, threes. Yeah, that's and... not a good. No, no, I. You said earlier about someone locking their door when they walk by you. I used to do that. I used to be that person sitting in a car. If I would see a black man approaching, I would lock the fucking mm-hmm, door mm-hmm. because yeah. that's what I was taught. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, media did to me. So it does fucking hurt when they do that shit. And the, the the people crying about it now, they don't care about what it is that they're so mad exactly. about. They just want to be mad and yeah. find a way to and blame it like, on other oh, people. And they feel like, oh, I belong to this group. You know, they want to distract from the real it's issues. All, it's all, you know, mm-hmm. all viral. It's all through social media. But you feel like you belong to something. And like, that's like, belong to a movement that matters. Yeah. Um, you know, go after people that are harming people. Yes. Stop, you know, the girl from The Bachelor who, you know, cancel her because she went to a plantation, you know, themed party in college. Horrible. Dumb, agree. But are you guys going to really ruin the girls 
life. Like, never, you know, she's going to have a hard time getting a job. She's going to have things happen that based off of a mm-hmm. dumb thing that she did going to a sorority or a fraternity party when she was 18 years old. Lindsay, do you want to add anything to that? Nah, these people are too rich. I don't have much about them. She's thinking like all right. Well, I think uh, before we sign off, we should talk about the fact that we just recorded a uh, two-plus-hour episode, but most of you guys listening at home are probably only hearing about half of it. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, there is now extra uh, episode uh, available extended, for you. Extended, extended episodes. Content where you can hear a little more of our ramblings. Um, and hopefully you like this format because yeah. uh, I think yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to uh, be a Patreon uh, sponsor, we would very, very much love it. Um, it's uh, You can find it at patreon.com slash boondockspod. Uh, we have two patrons currently, Sarah Becca hey. and Squirrel. Thank you, ladies. I love you both. Um, yeah. And if you check out our Patreon, you'll see all of the fun stuff that we have decided yeah, to uh, do for you. Um, and we, we would love to interact with you more. So, uh, join our discord and talk to us sometime. And if you're a Patreon member, you'll even get special AMA access. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be cool to, to do us. like a trivia, <laughs> That's through, right. you know, a boondocks trivia. Or something like right, that. So, totally um, I do that. want to just take a couple seconds to say that yeah. um, we, I, we've had some feedback as of late, and um, this is kind of what's spawning us to to go in and start our Patreon and and provide that you know kind of information and what our content in another way. But I did want to go ahead and just be very transparent and saying if there's ever a time. You know, I'm being who I am and um, I'm expressing my opinions. And we all know everybody has an opinion and you may not agree with it. But what my opinions stem from Mm -hmm. are my experience and what I've gone through in my life. Um, And, you know, if I if I'm wrong, I learn from that. And that's what you're supposed to do. But if there's ever a time that there's anything that I say, um, any sentiment that I share and you want to, like, have a conversation about it, hit me up. Uh, you can get my email. I'm more than happy to, you know, to have that conversation and to explain myself um, and, you know, why I do what I do. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for the feedback, um, both pieces of feedback that we received. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm an Aries. And so my first thing was like, come at me, bro. But no, it, it's definitely a learning lesson. And uh, like well, I said, instead of, yes. you know, taking it in and, and making it and having it be something negative that fosters, I want to create uh, the dialogue and, you know, understanding and, you know, hopefully new acquaintanceships and, you know, the whole lot. So, yeah. Well, and I think, I think honestly, it spawned a good conversation with us more than anything else. Um, I think that we figured out a few things that we wanted out of this podcast. And uh, I feel like, like I said, I feel like what we did tonight, this format felt a lot tighter. We actually, I feel like we covered a lot more of the episode, but we didn't stray from the things that we chat about. We didn't, uh, we didn't talk about current events necessarily because right now it's, it hasn't been a slow news week, but it's slow enough in the post-Trump world that None of us felt the mm-hmm. need to like, mm-hmm. okay, we need to talk about this. 
So, um, like, I feel like even though getting feedback that is not wholly positive can be really frustrating, especially mm-hmm. when it's something you're proud of, like this podcast. But I do think that it it spawned us no, to That's make why podcasts are so product. awesome because people do learn, you yeah. know, by stumbling upon a, you know, different and varying, um, you know, opinions. So I do want to, you know, say shout out to Lindsay's husband because I, he, he kind of said, Hey, well, have you guys ever thought about this? Um, and you know, that, that definitely yeah. spawned the, yeah. uh, the, the reflection that I needed to have, you know, I had a nice nine hour, well, 18 hour total, um, little drive this past few days and allows you to kind of just think when you're looking at nothing but cows. And, um, like I said, I have learned from the alchemist, you take things and you manifest them into what you want. And many times you want them to be something positive and something you learn from. So, you know, shout out and uh, yeah. keep listening, please. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, a reminder for everybody, the opinions expressed by the hosts on this show belong to the hosts of this show only. We are not speaking on behalf of anyone or anything other than ourselves. So if one of us says something that bothers you, it's fine to speak out. Uh, We definitely appreciate constructive feedback. So please, you know, be as as kind as you would hope that we would be to you when we're answering those questions. Um, and other than that, I, uh, I really love the, what little interaction I'm getting so far with people, but the TikToks are hilarious. I'm really looking forward to doing more of those with you ladies. Um, <laughs> long distance TikToks yeah. are good. Look, they're going to look like, you know, um, <laughs> three black women, women have created that because I'm telling you, you have to be like under 25 yeah. to be able to do the shit that they do to make, you know, the editing look so seamless and everything, but yeah. Oh no, no. I it ain't it ain't gonna be any of that fancy shit. It's 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 gonna be old people TikTok because I'm I'm sorry, but um I'm old and broken. <laughs> you guys can laugh at me because I have been you know doing Janet Jackson choreography again, watching all her old videos. Um I will send you guys a video of me and my friend trying to do our seventh grade routine. Mm-mm, doesn't work. Um but <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, so that that's what's fun about you know TikTok though. So yeah, you guys will you know be seeing that. We can share a little bit of that. I think Lindsay's gonna be fire. Like she's gonna go ahead and come on out and just be the star. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't I know. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> and that's what we're ending on. That's that's a, that wraps us up tonight. <laughs> Lindsay, I love you so much. I do want, but. but. <laughs> Before 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 we end things, I, I do want to bring one thing up that uh, that we that we missed. I wanted to bring up at the top of the show, but uh, out on Instagram, there uh, there's a couple of uh, a couple of fellas who are creating uh, the Boondocks, mm-hmm. the musical, which is due out at some point this summer. It will have uh, original music and story, uh, and it's a day in the life of Huey and Riley Fe- Freeman. Uh, and you can find the folks who are doing it at an Instagram at slash the Boondocks the musical yes. the Boondocks the musical. Yeah. So uh, go check it out. And they and they they've sent me some some pictures and some of the the music they're that they're using, and it sounds awesome. So uh, well, looking forward. Well, to, you know, maybe uh, we can get the VIP tickets, that. and then we can we can right. talk about it and review it. 
Well, it's it's ah, it's okay, going to be better. it's going to be better. digital. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a viewing party or something with our maybe our Patreon patrons, or maybe we could have That'd those awesome. guys on. Not maybe yeah, we will. We will be speaking positive soon. We will. All right. Bye, guys. All right, friends. We'll see you next week. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Thank You for Not Snitching. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3. Undo. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube. 